Lord, everyone. Amen. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. My wife sends her greetings. She wanted to come today, but unlike, uh, you know, I don't play the keyboard and sing. She does, and they needed her, so she couldn't make it. Amen. You guys have a pastor who can sing and play the keyboard. We don't have a pastor who can do that. Hallelujah. Amen. My family is involved in the ministry, so they're all there. Jordan sings, and everybody's doing something, and Brother Miguel, he does the video, and he teaches the youth, and he preaches. He's preaching today, and they'll get a better message today than you'll get. Amen. But we're glad that God has opened up this opportunity for me to be used by God. Amen. I want to make clear uh, to you that this is an opportunity. This is a blessing to have the opportunity to deliver God's word, whatever it is that God wants for this church. Amen. It's not about the preacher. It's about the word of God. Amen. Your pastor blessed us a couple weeks ago with the word, and I know that when he was preaching the word, I know he was encouraging himself in the word of God too because that message really lifted me up, reminded me who I am, what God is doing, and how God is using us. It's his kingdom. It's his glory. It's his church. And he doesn't measure our work the way men measures our work. Amen? Amen. So we know that the Lord, um, we need the Lord in everything that we do. Amen? Everything that we do. You may be seated. I got I to gotta give you a little bit of foundation here today. Amen? And I think it's important uh, over the years, I've learned a lot, brother. Uh, I've learned a lot about ministry. I've lo- learned a lot about uh, being used by God. And one thing that I, I have learned is that his word is never going to come back void. It's always going to minister to somebody. And if it doesn't minister to anybody here, and if it's not ministering to anybody there watching, it's at least ministering to me. Amen. So you blessed me a couple weeks ago with your word, and now he's blessing me again because I get to share what God has given me. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm hoping today that it will bless somebody here and somebody there. I hope that the Lord will help me today deliver his message. I have learned uh, that you never take this opportunity lightly. Uh, It is a great honor to be used by God, and I always pray, use me for your highest purpose and your highest callings, not for my glory, but for his glory, so that his will would be done and whatever needs to be done. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, just to give you a little background, I am older than I used to be. Uh, When I was younger, brother, I, you know, I played sports, and and everything that I did, I did it 100, 110%. I mean, I played hard, I worked hard, I was the guy on the ground, I'm the guy that giving my body up, and and everything I do, I I did it hard. Now, sometimes that can be misunderstood um, as being showy. You're not being showy when you're working hard. And so sometimes I get preaching, and I go really hard, and I'm not trying to be showy, I'm just doing what... I do. So I'm older, so you may get something a little bit calmer than I used to be. That may be good for you. It may be good for this building, which I love this building. This building is awesome. Amen. Plenty of room to run. Hallelujah. Plenty of room to grow. Amen. And I love the area. What a, what a great area. Amen. You got, you got 
the Toyota dealership, you got the Honda dealership, the Nissan dealership, the Ford, hallelujah, you got all the dealerships, you got the Harley Davidson, hallelujah, you got that strip, so you guys are in a prime location to get people to come in, hallelujah, to receive the word of God, amen, great location, God has blessed you, brother, amen, and I know all the work that it took because we just did the same thing, so I know it's, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of financial burden. And so I know that God's going to bless you, and God's going to use this place, and he's going to fill this place in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I used to be really high, strong, high energy. You know, that was my characteristic. That, that's just who I was. And I'm getting older, so my knees try to tell me not to get too excited anymore. I used to drink a lot of coffee. I've cut back on the coffee, so... I, I had nervous energy, and I had coffee energy, hallelujah, and I had normal energy, and then the Holy Ghost kicks in, and then it's, it's just out, amen, so hallelujah, so I just want to give you a warning, all right, I am older, but I still have the Holy Ghost, and I did have a couple cups of coffee, and I still do get nervous, even though I've been doing this for a long time now. I still get nervous when people are looking at me. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand once, once more time, one more time for the Lord. Amen. As we bring the word to you. Now, I sent some scriptures. I'm going to ask you, sister, just to take the last scripture and make it first. God has changed something. I felt in the spirit, so I want to reverse what I was going to close with. I'm going to open with. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. I thank you for your precious word. Lord, this is nothing new, but Lord, somebody needs to hear this again today. Somebody needs to be reminded today. Lord, if nobody here needs to be reminded, I need to be reminded once again who you are and how you work and what is possible in your kingdom. And Lord, what you can make possible for this congregation of people and for this city. Lord, I pray right now that you would anoint me, Lord, as your messenger. Lord, anoint the minds and the hearts of the people. Let them have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church today. Lord, I pray right now, God, Lord, that it will be Lord, somebody will get revelation and understanding and they will take this message and they will apply it to their life and they will apply it to your kingdom for your glory and for your kingdom. I pray in Jesus name. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Good to see all of you may be seated. Amen. Uh, so glad to see Sister Joseph here. Hallelujah. Amen. We miss the Joseph family. We are glad that they found a home. Amen. Not only a physical home, but a home church. Hallelujah. And we are so thankful for that. Amen. So the first scripture I got up there is Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 10. Amen. That's what I was going to end with, but I felt like I need to open with. This is something that I learned, brother, in CLC, one of my first classes, Evangelism 101. And it talks right here, it says there's a, there's a vision, there's a prophecy, there's a vision that is coming forth. And I found this, this prophecy, this vision to be very interesting because this really is the ministry of the kingdom of God. I don't know if you know, but the ministry of God is like four faces. It's four faces. There's four faces to the ministry. And it goes on and it says, as for the likeness of their faces... They four had the face of a man, they had the face of a lion, they had a face of an uh, eagle, and a face of an ox. And so what does that tell me? That tells me that ministry, 
Hallelujah. If you'll know in this vision, this was a vision of these four faces, these four leaders going different directions. They were going different directions. One was going north, one was going south, one was going east, one was going west. And what does that mean? That means that in ministry, there are different faces. There are different directions that the ministry needs to go. There's times in my life, there's times that's going to be in your life. When you're used by God, God's going to use you in different ways. There's times where you have to have the face of an ox. You have to, you have to work. You have to labor. You have to, you have to do things for God that doesn't make sense spiritually. Amen. Painting a building, laying down carpet, taking out trash, cleaning the toilets, whatever it is that doesn't seem like a spiritual thing to do, but it is a spiritual thing to do because it's something that is needed so that you are doing something that is preparing somebody to receive something for God. There's times where you have to be like a lion. You have to be bold. You have to have authority. You have to be able to put down the rod. And you have to tell people what the word of God says. There's times where you have to be like a man. And you have to preach and teach. And you you have to do things that men would do. And then there's times where you're like an eagle. Now that's the time I prefer. I love getting in the Holy Ghost. I love talking in tongues, and I love soaring above, and I love seeing the spiritual gifts in operation. I love tongues interpretation. I love, hallelujah, when we lay hands on the sick, and the sick is recovering. And I love when a miracle happens. I love when we prophesy over somebody's life and it is fulfilled. I love being able to discern a spirit, not to talk about them, not to judge them, not to convict them, but to know how to minister to them. I love when the spiritual gifts are operating because why? Because that is the place where you know it is all about God and you can't do it without God. There's times where we have to be an ox and we have to serve. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew, Matthew describes uh, Jesus, portrays Jesus as a lion, the lion of Judah. He he is the king of Israel. And so, and then you'll look at Mark and he kind of portrays him as an ox, uh, someone that labored, someone that worked, uh, somebody that sweat, somebody that did something. Even though he was the king, he was laboring for his kingdom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I wish somebody would get a hold of that. There's too many people that want to be up here that don't want to do down there. Hallelujah. And then you look at Luke, and Luke talks about him as the second man. So the betrayal of a man. He's the second Adam. He's he's betrayed as a man. And then you go to John, and it says that he is the divine one. So he's like the eagle. He, He is spiritual because he is casting out devils. He is raising the dead. He's healing the blind. He's healing the deaf and the dumb. And so we see the spiritual gifts operating in John and the divine being of Jesus. And so I want to encourage you today, folks, that there are four faces to ministry. There are not the fourfold or fivefold ministry. There is many folds to the ministry, but there's basically four directions. There's times where you have to work. There's times where you have to teach. There's times, hallelujah, where you have to be bold and have authority. And there's time where you need to soar in the spirit and let the spiritual gifts operate. 
My favorite place. Hallelujah. If you go to the next scripture, Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, 37, and 38, it says, he, Jesus looked up and he saw the multitude. Now, I don't know what the multitude was. I don't know if that was hundreds, thousands, millions, or just a few. It doesn't matter. You know, when you're ministering, I don't know about you, brother, but I, I, my favorite place to minister is one-on-one. Hallelujah. Eye contact. Hallelujah. Looking at somebody and, and getting their reaction and see if they're understanding. Do they have any questions? Can, can, you know, and, and wait for the Holy Ghost to lead me because they may ask a question that might lead me somewhere else other than what I had planned. I always have the, I have the saying, I write my plan in pencil, but I give God the eraser because God, hallelujah, may have a different plan. He may have given you a plan, but right now he wants to change it. And so there's times where we, we look up, and sometimes it's one person. Maybe it's a small group. I love small groups. This is probably my least favorite places on the platform in front of a large crowd. But, but you know what? But God uses people for that. We, we have a need for that. And, and so uh, there's a lot of times where, you know, we, we, we got to allow God to use us for this particular purpose. And we got to be humble. we got to meek. we got to say, Lord, use me in whatever way that you can. And so he said he looked upon the multitude and he had compassion, brother. He had compassion. He had compassion. And then he looked to the disciples and he, he said, listen, the, 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 the harvest is plenty. The harvest is plentiful. It's the labors that are few. You see, people often don't want to do the ox ministry or they don't want to do the man ministry. Hallelujah. They, they want somewhere they, where they can have authority. They want, they want to be somewhere where they can be seen. But, but God wants us to be a four-faced ministry. He wants us to work. He wants us to labor. He wants us to teach. He wants us to be bold. And He wants us to cast out devils. He wants us to have the authority of his, by His Word. And He wants us to soar in the spiritual gifts. And He wants to operate in the Spirit as well. And it's all for his kingdom and it's all for his glory. We are just vessels in different ministries that he can use. He can't use me to play the keyboard. He can't use me to sing. We would run people out of the church instead of in the church. But there are things that I have, there are gifts that I have that I have to allow God to use me in. And and brothers and sisters, don't get me wrong. When, when a preacher gets up here and he, he gives you a testimony of what God has done in his ministry, he's not being prideful or boastful. He's trying to give you an example. He's trying to teach you this is what God can do. This is what God can do for you. If he has done it for me, he can do it for you. I don't know about you, brother, but every time I used to give, you know, when I got into church, I didn't get into church until July 26, 1992 in Dallas, Texas. I, I was a sinner. I I didn't, I didn't know anything about church. I didn't grow up in church. I had no family in church. I, I, was, I was out there. I was in the clubs. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And when God got a hold of me, hallelujah, glory to God, he changed my life. And God told me that he was going to use me. And I didn't believe it in the beginning. Brothers and sisters, don't, don't think God can't use you. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of being used because we don't see how God can use somebody like me. God, you can't use me. You know who I am? 
And God's like, I know exactly who you are, and I'm going to use you. Hallelujah. And I got a purpose for you. I got a calling for you. Because the labors are few. The pl- Listen, the harvest is plentiful. There's plenty of people out there just like you that need somebody to tell them about me. And he's going to use different faces. He's going to use different voices. He's going to use different talents and gifts. He's going to use different ministries to minister to different people. And so the, the harvest is plentiful. It's the labors that are few. Don't think that you can't be used. And you know, I used to teach this, brother. I used to say, if you can't be used by God, you don't think you can be used. At least pray about it. At least pray that God will send some labors. But what I have found that if you get praying and you get talking to God, God will convince you that he can use you. Hallelujah. Sometimes we, Lord, I I pray for the church. Lord, send labors to the field. Just don't use me. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. I don't know if you know anybody else besides me, but I remember I used to pray, brother, when I I felt the call of God, and I would pray, Lord, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, come on, God, use me. Hallelujah. And I'd be praying and God said, okay, hallelujah. Now that I got your attention, now that I can use you, you've been praying that you want to be used. I'm going to use you. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory, I didn't see you. Hallelujah. Amen. Merkinine. Hallelujah. Good to see you in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. We go way back. Hallelujah. Amen. Where was I? Oh, yeah, being used. Lord, if you can use anything, oh, you can use me, Lord. Hallelujah. And then God says, okay, go clean the toilets. Uh-oh. Time out. Lord, I thought you were calling me to be on the platform. Thought, Lord, you called me to be a preacher. Hallelujah. Today, I'm going to use a lot of biblical examples. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? I got my alarm set. I got my alarm set. Because I will go on and on and on and on. So I've got to time myself. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, you called me to preach. Now you want me to clean the toilets. Okay, all right, okay. Go clean the toilets. I don't need, nobody needs to see me do that. Hallelujah. Just do it. It's quiet. Nobody wants that job. And I remember, you know, I love kids. I really do love kids. This is before I had kids. I remember praying, oh, God, please give me a different job than cleaning the toilets. I know you called me to preach and teach. I know you called me for a higher purpose and a higher calling. Oh, God, Lord, use me as your vessel of honor, God, for the highest calling and highest purpose. Oh, God. He said, okay, I'm going to give you a really good one now. Go teach Sunday school. What? Kids, kids don't like me. I like them, but they don't like me. That sounded like a good excuse. Guess what? I became a Sunday school teacher. 
You know what I learned through teaching the kids is I had to study. I had to know what it was I was teaching. I had to have revelation, and it became a blessing to me. And then when it becomes a blessing to you, it spills over, and somebody else will receive it because they know that you got the revelation of what you're teaching. If you just get up there and read the book, and you didn't study, you didn't pray, you didn't get revelation, the kids are going to know you're just reading the book. But if you studied and you're like, I really want to know what it is that God, you want me to teach to these children, and you get the revelation, believe me, they understand that you have been studying and that you got revelation of what God's word is saying, and it will spill over to them, and they will receive it. They are sensitive that way. They know when you're faking it, and they know when you're really doing it. So in Sunday school, hallelujah, amen, we saw our first kids get the Holy Ghost and get baptized in Jesus' name. And then I became the Sunday school director, hallelujah, in West Palm. You were probably one of the children that was in the Sunday school department, hallelujah. And God began to promote, God began to promote because the labors are few, but the harvest is plentiful. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. And I'm getting somewhere. I'm laying a foundation. Amen. I'm going to try to use biblical characters as the example. But you know what I found over the years of teaching and preaching, brother, is that you can give biblical biblical scriptures and, 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 and give the, the, you know, the Moses and the Abrahams and the Jacobs and the Pauls and the Peters and, and all these great different biblical characters, and you can give them as an example. But what I found is a lot of people can't relate to that. Well, that was them. That was the Bible guys. And so sometimes you have to talk about what God has done for you. And it's not to say, look what God is doing with me and what God has used me for, but it's to give you an example that God can use anything. Because trust me, if God can use me, he can use you. Amen. When I was in school, I, I had no problem playing ball in front of people. When I was in the world, I had no problem dancing in front of people. But when it comes to public speaking... Ooh, that was scary. I remember I had speech class in, in my freshman, sophomore year, and I remember I would do okay in all the lessons and all the, you know, the, the things that they gave us to do until they asked you to come up and give a message. I was scared to death. People looking at me, no confidence in whatsoever. It was the scariest thing ever. I took an F in speech class. So I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, it had to be God, hallelujah, to get me up here to talk to to get up to talk about anything in front of somebody. It had to be the Holy Ghost. Because it's not my natural character. What's Ephesians chapter 4 and 11 say? It says, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. Some, some call this the five-fold ministry, or some call it the four-fold four ministry because they use the, the four faces of the, the beast and Ezekiel, and, and they say that the pastor and teacher are the same thing. You know, what it is is there's, there's, 
There's different types of ministries, but there's more than even five. There's more than four. Hallelujah. And I'm going to share that with you in just a moment. I need everybody to know, I'm hoping that I'm encouraging you today, that, that, that listen, we need laborers. And you don't have to be a prophet or apostle or an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher. You can be used in the kingdom of God. It's more than four. It's more than fivefold. It's manyfold. And you're going, man, that's not what I heard. That's not what I learned. Well, let me share a scripture with you. I want to go. Well, Verse 12 says why we have these ministries is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Everybody say for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. But let me take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. And we're going to read through a few of these. Ah, you know, I'm going to paraphrase. She can put it up on the screen. But it goes on and it says, Brother and sister, I would not have you ignorant concerning the spiritual gifts. We have one body. We have many parts to the body. We have eyes. We have nose. We have ear. We have a head. We have feet. We have, there's many parts to the body. But, but, but listen, there's only one body. There's only one body. There's only one spirit. There's only one church. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. There's only one God who is above all. He is through all, and He is in you all if you have His Spirit. He is here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. Hallelujah. There is no other. I am the first. I am the last. I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. I am the beginning. I am the ending. Hallelujah. I am the Savior of the world. And beside me, there is no other. And so there's one body, but there's many different parts. And it goes on and it says there are varieties of types of ministries, but it's one same spirit. It's the same spirit. There's only one spirit. It comes from God. But he gives some. He gives some to have the gift of faith. Some people, not the measure of faith. We all have a measure of faith. But the gift of faith where where you can just simply believe. You don't look at what, 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 what the world says, and you don't look at the, the obstacles in your way. If God said it, hallelujah, glory to God, I have the gift of faith, I can do it. Hey, if I say, mountains be ye removed, then guess what? It's going to be removed. But here's, I'm getting ahead of myself, it takes more than just that. Folks, it takes more than just a gift. We, we say, I, I have the gift of miracles or, or I'm praying for the gift of miracle working in my life. You know, I don't want to get off the couch. I don't want to do anything. I just want God to perform a miracle for me. I want, I want to be blessed financially. And I just expect God to just send people with money. I don't want to work for it. Say amen. And so we have this, this, this gift of faith. But there's more to it than that. There's the gift of faith and there's the diversities of, uh, of different types of gift. There's the gift of healing and there's the, the gift of miracles. There's prophecy. There's the discerning of spirits. There's, there's the tongues and, and interpretation of tongues. There's diverse kinds of tongues where you, you speak in a language that you didn't learn it and somebody understands it in the audience and it's God talking to them and calling them to the altar. 
Now I'm not going to share. I could spend hours sharing all testimonies with you how God has allowed me to be blessed enough to see this stuff. But we're not here for that. We're here to encourage you that if God can do it, if God's word says it can be done, then guess what? It can be done right here. It can be done to you. It can be done through you. God can use you. God can use you to do it. God. You know, I, folks, you have to read the word first. You have to learn the word first. You have to pray, God, give me revelation. God, let me understand what it is that the word is talking about. This is how I did it. This is how God showed me. I, I would read the word. I got excited about reading the word. I never read the word before. After I got the Holy Ghost, I started reading the word, started studying, and the Holy Ghost would hit me, and I'd get drunk in the Holy Ghost, and God start revealing things. It's like the words were coming out of the pages of the Bible, and I would begin to get revelation, and, and I would read these stories how the apostle Paul and Peter and Joshua and all these guys did all these great wonderful things we know that God did it for them and God used them and we know that came from God but how listen these were men just like you and I and if God can do it for them, I started believing, brother, that if God can do it, if the Bible says that, that, that he does it, then why can't I be used? And so it started with not having the experience. It started with learning. It started with teaching. I used to teach it because it was in the Word of God. I never had an experience. I would give Bible studies and I would talk about the spiritual gifts. I would talk about tongues, interpretation. I would talk about healings and miracles and signs and wonders. I would talk about all this stuff because it was in the Word. But I didn't understand it because I never experienced it. But I believed it. So by believing it, I said, God, oh, I would love to see this stuff happen. And go, oh my God, I would be hungry for it. And, and guess what happened? All of a sudden, hallelujah, God started using me in tongues interpretation. God started using me in diverse kind of tongues. I would go somewhere. God would open up doors. And I said, God, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything you want me to. I'll go anywhere you want me to. God, I'll be whatever you want me to be. I'll say whatever you want me to say. Hallelujah, glory to God. And I used to pray like that. And then God began to open up doors and then I would actually have the experience of the Bible I would have the, the book of Acts experience in the Philippines we saw over 35, 36, 37 3800 people receive the Holy Ghost in one service so we saw the book of Acts actually take place it was still today I've seen people get out of wheelchairs. I've seen uh, tumors dissolve right in front before my eyes. I've seen withered hands stretched forth in Pakistan. I've seen all this. Thing. You know where it started? It started from the Word of God. I would teach the Word. I would believe the Word. I would apply the Word. And I would pray, God, reveal it to me. Let me see it happen because I believe it. Not by my mind, not by my power. But guess what? It's because of the name of Jesus Christ and the anointing of the word of God. Hallelujah. If you teach the word and you apply the word, then the what? There's going to be demonstration of the word. This is what I felt coming here today. 
I felt it last night. I wanted to teach on this. But the thing that really stuck out to me more than anything, brother, was I needed to teach this. The, the, the spirit, the spiritual gift of the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. What, what does that mean? There is a gift where God gives you the knowledge. There's a gift where God gives you the wisdom. What does that mean? It means just like in the Bible, all these biblical stories, before God ever did a miracle, there was somebody praying. There was somebody that had, listen, they were fasting and they were praying, or they were praying, they they were operating by faith. And they were saying, God, I need a miracle. And God said, listen, God, God never just showed up and gave a miracle. Somebody needs to hear me. God never just shows up and do, he never just shows up and does a miracle. There has to be somebody praying. There has to be somebody believing. There has to be faith in the house. There has to be faith operating in the spirit realm. There has to be a word of knowledge. There has to be a word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of wisdom. <sighs> Naaman, Naaman, you got a lot of money, you got a lot of pride, you got a lot of influence, you got a lot of authority, you're well known, you got, listen, Naaman, you got leprosy. You're praying, Lord, I need healing. Well, at least you have some faith. What does he tell Naaman to do? Go to the prophet. There's going to be a man who is standing there and he's going to tell you what to do. He's going to give you the word of wisdom. Somebody needs to hear the preacher right now. Your pastor, the man, somebody anointed. Listen, they're used by God. It's all God. They don't get the glory. It's all for his kingdom, all for his glory. But there's people who are praying for a miracle, but yet they don't want to listen to the prophet. Oh, my God, I felt the Holy Ghost. We live in a day and age nobody wants to listen to anybody except for the world. Let me tell you something. The key to your miracle, the key to your healing, the key to your success, the key to what God has for you is that you're going to have to start listening to a prophet. You need to stop looking at the prophet as another human being. They are a human being, but God has established them to be used for a purpose because you need a miracle. Naaman, go to the prophet. Why should I go to the prophet? That guy don't even wear good clothes. He don't have any money. He has no influence. He's not very popular. People think he's weird. People think he's odd. He's strange. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, no, go to the prophet, and the prophet's going to tell you what to do to get healed. What, what, wait a minute. Shouldn't I go to the doctor who has a degree, who went to school, who, who got it theirself in debt? Hallelujah, glory to God. And they got, this, they got this MD by their name. I mean, shouldn't I go to somebody who knows what to do? I'm telling you, go to the prophet. So he, he humbles himself, and he goes to the prophet. My alarm will go off when I get too long. Don't worry. Hallelujah. He's going to tell me what to do. Yep. Go down to the muddy Jordan River. Yeah, the dirty, muddy Jordan River. And dip seven times. And then you'll be cleansed. Wait a minute. Doesn't it make more sense if I go, you know, to this other place where they got clean water? 
No, you're going to go seven times, dip seven times in the muddy Jordan River, and then you'll be cleansed. And when he obeyed the prophet, hallelujah, guess what? Then his miracle came. Somebody needs to hear the preacher. You can't get your miracle until you believe it and you pray about it and God sends somebody and you respond the way you're supposed to respond. I got one. I want God just to send me some money without me going to work. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me. Listen, if I share something with you, it's not, it's not for pride's sake. I'm going to share with you because somebody might need a better example than biblical uh, characters. But I'm going to try to stick with the biblical characters for a moment. Remember the prophet who said, shut up the heavens and it's not going to rain for three and a half years. And he had faith in God. He trusted God. He did what God said and he shut up the heavens and it didn't rain for three and a half years. And he stood, he stood by the brook and he drank from the brook and, and a dirty raven bird fed him his food. You know what? He could do that because he had faith in God. He knew who God was. He had a relationship with God. He knew that God was the one who's going to supply whatever he needed. So he obeyed. And then... Somebody needed a miracle. Somebody, some little widow lady with a son who didn't have anything. They had nothing but a little bit of oil and a little bit of flour to make a little cake. And then they were going to eat and then they were going to die. She had a need, so she started praying because she believed in God. One thing you got to do is you got to believe in God. you got to start praying and asking God for the answer. So she starts doing that and God comes and speaks to her and says, okay, I'm going to do it because you have faith and you, you believe and I'm going to tell you, I'm sending a prophet. I'm not sending, I'm not sending somebody else, I'm sending a prophet. So he's going to come and he's going to tell you what to do to get what you need. Oh, I wish somebody was getting this. The prophet's going to tell you what you need. If you really want what God has for you, you're going to have to start listening to the prophet. God says, I'll hear your prayer and I'll, listen, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to send a prophet and you're going to have to listen to him. So he shows up because God spoke to him. The, the dirty raven stopped bringing the food. The, the brook dried up and God said, now you're going, to go, you're going to go to this widow lady. And he didn't question. He said, well, Lord, what are you going to do? This widow lady can't take care of me. She can't even take care of herself. No, she, he went because she had a need. And God was going to use him so that she could get her miracle. Hallelujah. So when he shows up and she goes, oh, hey, God told me you were coming. And, and God said I was going to sustain you and, and all this stuff. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, you know, I believe God, but I, I don't understand it. And he says, go get, me some, go get me some food. And she's like, whoa, 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 time out. God said you were going to come and help me. Remember, God said, you're going to sustain me? Oh, oh, yeah. Listen, folks, it's okay to argue with God when you don't understand. Just don't argue and keep on arguing when he gives you the answer and he confirms his word. <sighs> okay, so it took her a moment. He says, no, listen, go give me first. That's, that's a test. That's a, that, that's a test. And you got to pass the test. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust that I am a man of God? Do you trust God? Do you think God would actually send me? Boy, it's getting quiet now. 
Folks, I'm telling you, God uses men. And this is not to toot our horn. I'm telling you, this is how God does it. He is testing your faith. He wants to know if you believe in Him. Oh, hallelujah. So she finally says, okay, I believe in God. And, and she kind of, you know, sometimes we don't really make good sense, do we? We're praying because we have a need, brother. We're out of food. We only have it just a little bit. We, we need some food. Oh, my God, we're running out of food. Then we're going to die. Oh, God, help me. And he, hit, he comes, and she goes, uh, well, wait, 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 sir, it doesn't make sense. I only got a little bit. Me and my son are going to eat, and then we're going to die. Uh, Hello? That's why you're praying. That's why you need a miracle. Hello? You're going to die anyway, so what do you got to lose? You're going to eat and die, so go ahead and try Jesus. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. I'm going to die anyway. I might as well try. I mean, I was praying for it, and God did say he was going to send him. So she finally does, and guess what happens? Throughout the whole drought, throughout the whole famine, hallelujah, her oil kept coming. Her oil kept sustaining her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know what happened? She had a testimony. So the next time something happened, she knew who to call. You know, you can trust the pastor because I went, you know, I prayed and he gave me great advice and he prayed for me and God did it. And so now I can trust the pastor is actually hearing from God. Just saying. But too many times we have people, I'm not getting fed there anymore. I, I don't trust that man. And then they go somewhere else and then they, they die. Not in this church. I'm just talking about other churches. Say amen. Let me, let me give you another story of a biblical man. There was this man named Saul. He was persecuting the Christians. He was on his way to arrest anybody that proclaimed the name of Jesus. And Jesus struck him off his horse in a big bright light. And he began to get revelation of who Jesus was. And Jesus told him, go to Damascus and wait. Fast and pray for three days and wait. And you're going to receive your sight. There's going to be, somebody's going to come and pray for you. And you're going to receive the revelation of salvation. And then there's a man who's been following Jesus. And his name is... Uh, Ananias. Ananias is praying and he's fasting. Paul, well, Saul is fasting and praying. And, 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 they, and God confirms with Saul that somebody's coming. And while this man is praying and fasting, God says, I want you to go pray for Saul. Ananias, again, folks, it's okay to question God sometimes when you don't understand. Ananias says, God, I, don't you know who this guy is? He, he's killing those people that call on your name. You know, yeah, I don't want to go pray for him. He's going to kill me. And then God comes back, nope, I have chosen him. He's a vessel. I'm going to change his name. I'm going to change everything about him. He's going to be a vessel that I can use. He's going to be used for the highest purpose and the highest callings. He's going to, he's going to proclaim my word through the Jews and the Gentiles, and he's going to do a mighty work. So Ananias, while he questioned, he got, he, listen, he can, God confirmed it. So what did he do? It says he got up and he, he got the word of knowledge. He put in the word, the spirit of what? The word of wisdom. And he 
obeyed it and he stepped out and he went in and he said, he said this, he said this, hey, 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 brother, 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 brother Paul. This guy wasn't converted yet. But he already got the word from God that when he prays for him, he's going to change. He's going to get his sight back. He's going to be baptized in Jesus' name. He's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And God's going to change him. And guess what? He had the revelation. Brother Paul! Brother Paul! Word of knowledge. The knowledge what God was doing, the word of wisdom, he put it into action. You can't get a miracle. You can't get a healing until you got the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom and you put that word of wisdom into action. I don't know what you need today, but you got to learn to trust God. You got to learn to trust the word and you got to put the word into action. You're going to have to trust some prophet, some evangelist, some apostle, some pastor, some teacher. Well, God can do it. Yeah, God is the one that does do it. But he does it because somebody obeys and he's got a vessel that he's going to use. And it's not to puff us up. It's not to to pat us on the back. It's because you need it. Do I got time for another one? I could be here all day telling you all kinds of different stories of how it works. Joshua, Joshua, I want you to take down that first city. That city, that strong city, Jericho, the big walls. They got everything there. They're, they're, They're hard to conquer. But you know what? I'm going to give it to you. The word of knowledge. The word of knowledge. You're going to have it. 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 The word of knowledge. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Now the gift of the word of wisdom has to kick in. Okay, how do I do it? He says, I want you to march around that city one time, seven times, seven days. And on the seventh day, you're going to go seven times and you're going to blow the trumpet and the walls are going to come down. The word of wisdom. Knowledge says it's going to happen. Prophecies, it's going to happen. But the word of wisdom is how it's going to happen. The labors are few, but the harvest is plenty. We're going to have to have some people who believe it, some people who trust it, some people who's going to listen to the prophet, going to listen to the pastor, you're going to listen to the teaching. And you're going to activate. I just want to throw this in here. This is not about me, but this is to help somebody in the personal life. Brother July 26, 1992. I was clubbing in it. I was working. I was playing. I was busy. I was busy. I was busy. I was working. I was playing. I was partying. Hallelujah. I believed in God, but I never had a relationship with God. Didn't know anything about God. I went out playing basketball. Came down on somebody's ankle, tore my ACL. I went home. 
change clothes. It was sore. It was hurting. I still tried to play basketball even after I knew something was wrong. That, 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 that ligament that is like a rubber band just broke and my leg was just like all over the place. And I went back home and I said, well, I'm still going to go dancing. So I put on my clothes and went to the club and I danced on one leg. I went home the next day, hopped into the kitchen on my left foot, hit my second toe on the wall, broke my second toe. Now that's worse than my leg. Now I can't dance. I can't go to work. Guess what? God got my attention. I said, God, I believe in you. I don't know what's going on. Hallelujah. There's one. Got to bring it to a close. God, I don't understand. I believe in you. I don't know anything about you. I never had a relationship with you. I never went to church. Don't know anything about church. Don't anything. God's got... God, what am I supposed to do? And I remember somebody came. I went to work, and they gave me a desk job, and somebody would pass out tracts. This guy named Vishkan, he was a, he, he was a Hindu uh, who converted to Pentecost, and he would pass out these tracts, and he was an odd character guy. He was always smiling, always happy, passing out tracts about baptism of the Holy Ghost. And, and, and I remember picking it up and reading it, didn't understand a word it said about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And, and I just remember looking on the back, hallelujah. He, he, was, he was, what was he was outreaching for the church. He had his name, his number. He had a little track. And, and I picked it up and I called him. I said, brother, uh, where's your church? You know, somebody told me that, you know, I've tried everything. I've tried drugs. I've tried drinking. I've tried partying. I've tried sports. I've tried money. I've tried women. I've tried everything. I still got a void. I got, a, I got an empty void in my life. Hallelujah. Well, 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 what's going on here? Somebody said, try Jesus. And I, I told the guy, you know, tell me about your church. Tell me where it's at. And I said, okay, I'm coming Sunday morning. Hallelujah. I had my crutches. And, you know, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Saturday night came. I partied. Hallelujah. Sunday morning, I partied. And then about 5 o'clock Sunday, glory to God, there's a conviction that came over me and said, you told the guy you were going to church. And I said, okay. All right, I'm going to go. I told the guy. I felt, I felt bad about it. So I put on the clothes. I grabbed some beers and grabbed my crutches. And, and I had a Honda black tenant windows. Hallelujah. Glory. And I, put, I pulled into the church parking lot in New Life Tabernacle, Dallas, Texas. And slammed down some beers. Went inside. Glory to God. It was an odd place. They, were, they had a prayer room. People were talking in tongues and praying and coming out crying. And I thought, man, these people are weird. I said in the back, so I'm going to stay a while and leave because I just want the guy to see that I came. He was in the choir. So I said in the back, and all of a sudden, people got all around me, and I couldn't get out. They started worshiping, praising God, running around the place. Hallelujah. And I was embarrassed. And they were lifting up their hands, shouting hallelujah. I've never been to a place like that. They were lifting their hands, shouting hallelujah. Love you, Jesus. And, and I lifted up my hands and I, and I remember saying, oh God, this is so uncomfortable. And, and, but I believe in you, God. And I said, God, if this is from you, let me know. Stammering lip. People hitting me, spitting on me, shaking me. I'm repeating everything that they say. 
Didn't get the Holy Ghost. I felt the Holy Ghost. Didn't pray through. Then he preached the message. I went up there, and my God, we did it all again. And then Pastor Stanley laid his hands upon me, and I received the Holy Ghost. Started talking in tongues like a Chinaman. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They said, you want to get baptized in Jesus? And I said, hey, whatever. Right now, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Went down in Jesus' name. My God, I came out of that like a rocket, praising Jesus, talking in tongues again. I came out of that. I got everybody baptized. Hallelujah. I splashed water on everybody, saying, yes, this is what I was looking for. I said, oh, this is awesome. Somebody stayed with me all night, I mean, hours, and trying to explain things. I said, we're going to have church again tomorrow night, right? Uh, no, we only do Wednesday. I said, what? I want to do this again Monday night and Tuesday night and Wednesday night and Thursday night and Friday night and Saturday night and Sunday. Hallelujah. I want to get all that I can. So this is amateur stuff, man. We got to be professional. We got to have church every night. I partied every night. Why can't I have church every night? Ooh. Drove around Dallas, Texas, talking in tongues all night. Don't know who was driving. I guess it was the angels. Next day, I went to the park. Somehow, I must have picked up a, a magazine from the church, and in the back, it had wanted, uh, wanted ads. I was praying. I was talking like seven, eight different languages. I knew they were different. I've been around the world, and I've heard different languages, and I knew it was something different. I knew kind of what it sounded like, but I had no idea what I was saying. I got so drunk in the Holy Ghost, the Shekinah glory was in the room. I couldn't even stand up. I was drunk in the Holy Ghost, and God said, you're going to be a pastor. And I started being Ananias and arguing, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you know I took an F in speech class? Somebody hear me. So faith kicked in. The gift of faith kicked in. The word of knowledge kicked in. God told me what I was going to be. And then, hallelujah, the word of wisdom kicked in. And I, I took the number. It was a Durham, North Carolina number. And I called the number on my first day of the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name that Monday morning. I called and I said, I'm calling about the job. The pastoral job? Yes, that one. So well, what's your experience? Well, last night, hallelujah, I repented. I got baptized in Jesus' name, hallelujah, and I received the gift of the Holy Ghost, talked in ton all, tongues all night and all this morning, and God said, I'm going to be a pastor, so I'm calling about the job. What's that? that, that that's the word of knowledge and word of wisdom. I, I'm trying to exercise it. The brother, 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 praise God. That's awesome, brother. That, that, that is awesome. But we need more experience than that. So what happened? I started praying and fasting, speaking in tongues. You know, the first, first service after that, Pastor Stanley said, Brother Markham, won't you stand up and give a testimony? Man, I got up and give a testimony. Woo! Man, I was all over the church. I was running into walls, jump, walking on the chairs, running into walls, jumping over the pastor. Never did get a testimony out, but I think they get the message. <laughs> Next service, he said, Brother Markham, won't you pray over the offering? Woo! Woo! 
There I go again. Indy 500. Never did say a prayer, but I think it was blessed. <laughs> then I become an usher. Then I become a Sunday school teacher. Then a Sunday school director. Then a home Bible study teacher. Then a youth pastor. Then a chaplain at a Christian school. A coach at a Christian school. And, and then 13 years after, he told me I was going to be a pastor. Hallelujah. Guess what? 13 years after, I became a pastor. I had no qualifications. Except for God said it. Let's stand. I want you to come to the altar. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody right now, God is talking to your heart right now. You say, I'm not qualified. No, hallelujah, God qualifies. God does the qualifying. There's somebody here that is calling you into the ministry, a deeper walk with God. God wants to use you. God wants you to be an intercessor. God wants you to be a giver. God wants you to be a helper. One of the gifts that the Bible talks about is the help ministry. That covers anything. A helps ministry, you just find something that somebody needs help with. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody, if you feel like you've been called by God, I want you to lift up your hands right now. Hey, you need to listen to God. You need a word of wisdom. You need God's going to use you. That thing that He told you, who, who, the thing that God said you're going to do, you're going to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to start making steps forward. You need to take steps forward. Sister, I want you to walk in faith. I want you to walk by faith right now. That thing that God's telling you to do, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. You need to get with your pastor. You need to talk with your pastor. And whatever it is that God is speaking to you, he needs to give you direction how to make it happen. Whew. Pastor, you may already know what that is. Right now, in the name of Jesus, brother, that thing that you've been seeing, that thing that God's been telling you, you need to start taking steps forward. You need to start taking steps forward. Lord, stay submitted under your pastor. Folks, one thing that I learned is you need to stay submitted. There is power in submission. People that step out of a, under authority, they get themselves in trouble. Sometimes God bails them out regardless. The greatest power. Pastor, I need to, I need to share this. Everybody, just real quick. I'm going to pray for everybody before it's over. I know you guys usually get out of here about this time. So I was in the Philippines. I wasn't the main speaker at this crusade. I was just a pastor there supporting, doing whatever they wanted me to do, whether it was pray, give, or help. And I remember that this prophet preached the message. We had 30,000 people in the auditorium or in the gymnasium. He did not lay hands on anybody. 
He said, receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you shall receive the gift. And then everybody started talking in tongues. He told us before the service, do not go out into the crowd. You don't need to go out into the crowd until I release you, until I feel like there's a release in the spirit for you to go out and pray for people. Please stay on the platform. And I remember that all of us where there was pastors and evangelists and and he preached and the Holy Ghost was falling. There was no need for us to go out there. He went back and he started praying and I was just standing there praying. I look up and everybody left the platform and went out and prayed for people. The lesson here is the power of submission. This is not about me. This is about the lesson of power of submission. I went back and said, I'm standing up there all by myself. What do you want me to do, God? What should I do, God? Hallelujah. I said, brother, you want me to do anything? He says, no, you don't need to. Just stay on the platform. So I just sat. I just stood there on the platform all by myself. He was back there. He had some singers and drummers and music players. (sighs) They're out there praying for people, and I'm like, I'm the only one here. And all of a sudden, a sister came up to me and asked me to pray. I prayed, and my Lord, the Shekinah glory that came down, it slew her in the spirit. Hallelujah. She was laid out, and somebody else saw it. They came up. I prayed. They got slain in the spirit. All of a sudden, more people are coming up. They're getting slain in the spirit. All of a sudden, I got lines of people, and I'm just going boom, 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 boom. They're all getting slain in the spirit. Boom, 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 boom. I got. I felt like Benny Hinn. Because the spirit was so strong that they just all fell out. I had, had like 10, 11 deep people slain in the spirit. People started running up. And before they could get within 10 feet, they were just dropping. And I felt such a strong Shekinah glory. And this is, this is the lesson. It was because of submission to the prophet. I went like this. I felt, a, I felt the wind. And I went like this. Everybody was playing a keyboard, guitar, drums. I got photos of it. The singers, they kept the, the, the instruments in their hand. And at the same time, they all fell down. The Shekinah glory from the power of submission. We're going to pray today, but you have to stay under the power of your authority. You have to submit to them. That's where the power is at. Not, not God spoke to me and I'm going to go do something on my own. You need to submit yourself to authority. He will direct you. He will pray with you. He will guide you. He will lead you. Sister, put your hands up again right now. I don't know if you had that problem or not. Ha! I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, there's an anointing come upon this vessel right now. Oh, God's going to use her in a mighty way. God's going to use her, not for her glory, not for her glory, hallelujah, but for His glory. 
Right now, God, Lord, increase his ministry, increase his faith, God. Lord, uh, let the, the word of wisdom begin to operate in his ministry, God, that he can speak things, Lord, into existence. Lord, Lord, anoint his hands. Jesus, right now, God, Lord, there's a calling upon her life, God. Lord Jesus, you have called her, God. Lord, you're going to use her, God. The promise is still there. The anointing is still there. Stay submitted under the power, the authority of the man of God. And God will bountifully, hallelujah, he will bless you mightily. Lord Jesus, right now, touch him, Lord. Increase his faith and not his knowledge, God. Ha! He koto romohosha. He kata romohosha. He lalabosha. He kata lalabohaya. But God, God has called you into this place. God wants you to learn his word. What you're feeling right now is God's spirit. Hallelujah. If you'll repent of your sins right now, ask God to forgive you. God is going to fill you with his spirit. God is going to give you his spirit, and he is going to sanctify you. He's going to cleanse you. He's got a purpose for your life, a higher purpose, a higher purpose. That's it. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Hallelujah. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God, I love you Jesus I trust you Lord hallelujah I need a sister hallelujah we got a sister pray for her right there hallelujah in the name of Jesus God has been talking to you sister God has been showing you dreams and visions that's it that's it that's it hallelujah praise him thank him right now that's that's it, that's it, that's it right there. That's it, hallelujah. That's it, that's it, hallelujah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's it, come on. Get all you can, hallelujah. Lord Jesus.
There's no other life for me, God. It's you and you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Nowhere else. This is my Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let her receive your spirit, oh God. Lord, as she repents right now, God. Lord, she's given her life over to you, God. Lord, do a miracle. Come on, let the sound of worship be released from your lips tonight. Come on, raise it now. Oh, that's good, y'all. Raise it, raise it. Pastor, I'll provide the sacrifice. Jesus, oh God, hey, la la Is someone here looking for a job? Is anybody here looking for a job? Anybody looking for a job? Are you really? Anybody else looking for a job? Don't raise your hand. I need you to come. Brother, I'm going to give you something. God has done this a couple times. I remember I left West Palm and I came back and I preached. And there was a sister in the church. I'm not going to mention her because you, some of you may know who she is. This lady was very educated. She had a very high paying job. And she had lost her job. And she was praying, God, I need another job, another job. And the Lord, I was praying for people, and the Lord stopped me and told me to go to this lady. Good thing I didn't know much about her. I didn't know that she was highly educated, that she was got, you know, she was used to high paying jobs. So I went to her brother and I said, Go to the unemployment office. She got offended. She got offended. I don't go to the unemployment office to get a job. I'm highly qualified. I'm educated. Do you know the next day the unemployment office called her? Because she had got released and they, I guess there's some, some way in the system they knew that she was eligible and they called her and she said, they said, we're calling you because... Your qualifications, we have this job that nobody else that usually comes here has this, this particular job opening. It was exactly the field that she was in, and it paid more than she was making before. Don't get offended when God says something, because God knows better than we do. Church, will you stress forth your hand? I don't know what your pastor's qualifications may or may not be I went to Brother Reynolds church and I told the same story and I had a girl in front of me just highly educated just lost her job needed a job and I was the spirit told me to tell her this story 
I know, I know I'm done. Overtime. I told her the story and I said, God told me to tell you to do the same thing. And do you know that she went and she did what I said and she got the job, hallelujah, a better paying job. I wasn't expecting to be the pastor. Brother, put up your hands. He's a humble man. He'll go to the unemployment office. Jesus, Lord, open up the opportunity right now, God. Lord, that job is there. Lord, he has special qualifications. Lord, that you have chosen him for. You've got a job just picked out just for him. So this church, for this work, can be magnified. It can increase. Hallelujah. Anybody else need a job? You need a job? Lift up your hands. I don't know your qualifications either. But God told me. God has done this before also. It works most of the time if you use the word of wisdom and you do what the prophet says. I'm not calling myself a prophet. I'm just saying what God is using somebody to speak to you. Whatever it is, if I'm in the Holy Ghost and I'm in the Spirit and I'm hearing from God, I'm trying to give you a word of knowledge. And if you'll do, put the word of wisdom in, you'll get the job. Somebody needs a job, God's not going to come knocking on your door. The job is not going to come knocking at your door. God told me to tell you, go fill out 21 applications. And when you are interviewing, always make sure that you let them know that Sundays are off limits, Wednesday nights are off limits. When you go look for a job, you tell them that you are interviewing them and that you're only available on certain times. Jesus, right now, God, Lord, I believe she has a spirit that she will follow the instruction of what you told me to tell her. 21 applications. And when she speaks in the interviews, she is not taking a job that works on Sunday. She's not taking a job that works on Wednesday night. And you will honor her faithfulness and you will honor her obedience and her dedication to the house of God. Lord, Thank you. Go ahead and thank you for the thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the answer. Thank you, Lord. I'm gonna do it, God. I'm not gonna doubt. I'm not gonna fear. I'm not gonna disobey. I'm gonna do what you said, oh God. Your pastor, a lot of pastors have to work another job. 
I want everybody to hear me. Your pastor needs help. The spiritual gift of helps ministry covers everything. He needs you to help him in everything. I have a hard time preaching this to my church, but I can preach it to somebody else's church. You need to see if he needs something done, you just need to do it. And you don't need to be recognized. You don't need to be glorified. You do it because you're doing it unto the Lord. You're putting on the face of an ox and you're going to do whatever is needed to be done unless you have to have authority to do something. Got to be careful with that one. Well, that preacher came in here, brother, pastor, and told me I can do whatever I want to do if I've seen something needs to be done. So I, I see that the, the walls need to be a different color, so I'm just going to paint a different color. There's some things you got to get approval. Amen. Folks, I'm telling you that the greatest, I feel this in the spirit, the greatest thing you can do is be submitted to your pastor. There is power in submission. I have experienced it firsthand. God has mercy because there's sometimes some people just don't know. But once God shares with us the power of submission, we need, to, we need to stay submitted and under the authority. Amen? Amen. I feel like there's something else we need to do. Pastor, I want you to come. First lady. Church, I want you to get around your pastor and your first lady. I want you to pray for them. The harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. Pray, therefore, that God will send the labors. I want you to pray for your pastor and his wife. And I know what's going to happen. God is going to hear your prayer, and he's going to encourage you to be involved. Hallelujah. Church, will you stretch forth your hand right now? Lord, let me see. Lord, reveal to me what pastor needs. Lord, I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be praying and seeking your face. Lord, I want knowledge. Lord, show me the knowledge of what it is that this church needs. Lord, do they need finances? Let me be a giver. Lord, do they need strength? Let me pray for their strength. Lord, let me intercede for them. Let me dispatch angels into this community and into this church. Lord, Sunday school teachers, Lord, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. God, I'll do my very best. I may not be educated for it. I may not have it. Listen, I may not have been trained for it, but I'm, going, I'm willing to learn, God. Give me the manual. I'll follow the manual. I'll, I'll pray about it, and I'll get understanding, and I'll share with the children. The homeless. The sick. God, right now, Lord, I pray that these spiritual gifts will be released into this church. 
Lord, but most importantly, Lord, the, the spirit, the gift, oh God, of faith and the gift of knowledge and wisdom of what to do, Lord Jesus. And at the end of it all, Lord, let us earnestly desire the greatest gift, the best gift for the situation. Whatever it is that this church needs, that's what I want to be. Whatever it is the church needs, that's what I want to be. God is telling the church right now to hear his voice. Obey his voice. God wants you to be accountable to your prophet, to your pastor. Pastor would be more than willing to put you through a school of prophets, a, a discipleship course, and instruct you in areas that the church has need. Lord, let these people hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying today. Let them submit and be accountable to the prophet so that your kingdom can be increased. And Lord, that they can see miracles, that they can see signs, that they can see wonders, they can see healing, they can see people filled with the Holy Ghost, devils cast out, prophecy fulfilled, jobs fulfilled. One more thing. Will a man rob God? God, no, we would not rob you. How, 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 how could we rob you? You have robbed me in your tithe and your offering. I will rebuke the devourer if you'll have faith in me and you'll be obedient to me and you'll pay your tithe and your offering. First portion is what is blessed, the 90%. Is going to be blessed, but if you take what is God's, it's going to be cursed. And you and you wonder where it went. I wonder why everything's breaking down. I wonder why I got holes in my pocket. I don't know where it went. I can't afford to pay tithe, Pastor. You can't afford not to. 
Just felt that in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Sister, when you get that job, I want you to testify. And when you get your checks, pay tithe. No, seriously. Because if you don't, it's going to be cursed. Remember where you got it. Remember who gave it to you. Amen. 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 Brother, thank you for blessing me with the opportunity to share. Amen. Hope to see you guys again. Hope we see him again. I don't know how you did. How did you do it without a piano player and without singers? How did you come visit us? Oh, ah, praise God. Amen. She preached too? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Pray for us to get another uh, keyboard player so my wife can come next time. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Nice meeting each and every one of you. Amen. I know I'm a long-winded preacher. I didn't mean to be. Hallelujah. But I felt like God wanted to share with you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, Brother Marco. How about we put our hands together and thank the Lord today for what God has done. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for coming. Just a couple things. First of all, I just want to rejoice. We had 12 at our youth night this Friday night. 12 young people. Thank God for that. We are after service, not immediately, but about 15, 20 minutes. We're going to be meeting in Chili's to eat with Brother Markham and anybody else who'd like to join us. We'd love for you to join us. Let Sister Mia know if you'd like to go do lunch with the church. Just everybody, everybody who would like to. Let Sister Mia know so we can let Chili's know and get prepared so that they're not, you know, hit with a large, large crowd. Let her know if you're going to join us. We'd love for you to do that. God bless you. Thank you so much. Brother Victor is going to come and pray a prayer dismissal right now. In closing, dismissal. Let's pray. Let's uh, thank the Lord for everything he continues to do as he's blessed us with his word. Thank you, Father. We come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the bread, the manna from heaven. We love you, Jesus. We ask that you bless and protect Brother Markham in the name of Jesus, that you continue to bless this church, the higher purpose church. Uh, And we ask, Lord, that you continue to bless each family and show the love that you show us all in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We ask that you bless everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all go with the love of God. You're dismissed. God bless you.